0: Welcome to the Quarter Life Crisis podcast. Thank you for joining me and this week I am joined by my friend Garish who is a fellow author and digital marketer. He'll be talking to us today a bit about his quarter life crisis and how he got through it. So let's welcome him. Hey Garish, how are you?
1: Hi Dave. I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you?
0: You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners?
1: Sure. Uh, so hi, everyone. This is Girish shukla uh, I hail from uh, New Delhi, India, and I'm a digital marketer and an author. I My first book uh, called Maroon in a Fire Blue published last year in the month of October and has been doing uh, decently well since then. And uh, currently I'm working on my second book which would be a psychological uh, filler. Apart from that, I'm really interested in psychology. And recently I became a contributor at Thought Catalog, Elephant Journal, and a few other websites that promote human psychology and uh, the underlying conditions. So yeah, I think that's pretty much about me.
0: Cool, sounds interesting. So, Yeah, what about the Elephant Journal? How How is that going?
1: So, uh, I, I submitted my first article to them last week and uh, they said there are few changes I've asked me to do. I haven't been able to do them yet. Uh, once I do that, then I'll have to resubmit it and then they'll go through it again in case they want any further changes. And Once they're, once they're happy with uh with what i've written the tone and uh the structure and the i think they like the topic just that they did not like the structure of how i had written it so once i'm able to do those changes then they'll publish it and uh hopefully they'll also promote it on in the in their on their social media and their email newsletter but they do have a massive
0: following Oh, that's really good. So writing is like your passion. Has has writing always been your passion or is it something that you kind of went through during your quarter-life crisis?
1: Uh, so for me, quarter-life quarter life crisis, I think came five years uh, sooner. Uh, so I think I was probably 19 or 20 and uh, I uh, w- was undergoing a severe illness. Uh, it, it is the year two thousand eight two thousand nine uh, and uh, I had just came i had just come back from my first semester uh, after finishing my first semester to home I fell sick I had to be rushed to the hospital and uh, uh, and a doctor said that I needed a liver transplant operation. so oh, this wow. is way, uh, this is way back in December 2007. So I, think okay. I would have been I would have been probably uh, nineteen then or uh, yeah eighteen or nineteen then so uh, so I was there in the hospital for about twenty days and then yeah that was the only solution but uh, li- liver transplant is not is easier said than done because you need a donor you need certain uh, legal formalities to be done and especially here in India so yeah and and the year two thousand eight like I was struggling with my, uh, with my illness because I did not have any donor, no one in my family could donate. And once your immediate family members are not able to donate, then it becomes a challenge to find a uh, Ah,
0: Okay, I see.
1: Because there are certain legal formalities here in India. I'm not sure if this changed since uh, then, but in, in 2008, it was extremely tough. If your immediate family member is not able to donate a part of your or part of their body to save your life, then it would become very difficult for people to find a donor. So uh, I spent uh, the year 2008 uh, in the hosp- mostly in the hospital and home. So I felt a, a crisis back then because I knew my my friends. Over in college, they were progressing to the second year uh, and to the third year, whereas I was stuck uh, because I was so ill. I was in no position to go back to college, uh, and I think that probably and spending so much time by myself, introspecting, reflecting, probably triggered uh, this creative side, like allowed me to discover this creative side of which is writing, and. Uh, Uh, I thought maybe I should write a book back then but I did not have any idea what I wanted to write Uh, then 2009 came I uh, got the transplant done in in January uh, so quite a
0: while a while onwards no you had to wait quite a long time for it
1: yeah I had to wait for a a year more than a year in fact Uh, uh, and back the good thing was my condition was stable, like it was deteriorating, but wasn't deteriorating at the pace uh, that our doctors had thought initially. In uh, when they diagnosed that I need a liver transplant because they said I need it immediately, uh, uh, but that could not happen, uh, like I said, because my family members were not there due to their own um, medical condition. Uh, so, but thankfully, like the year 2008. Uh, I like I said the, the condition was deteriorating, but I did not see, did not fall severely sick wherein I needed a transplant right away. Uh, so th- I was lucky in that sense. Uh, so 2009 uh, 6 January 2009 the transplant happened and I think I had to stay in the ICU for about 10 days and then about 20 days in the hospital before I could go back home. And then my uh, journey to regaining my health began after I came back home. Obviously, I was extremely weak uh, Back then, I was prone to catching infection, but but I uh, somehow combated all of that. And I think that is when I started writing uh, on a regular, uh, uh, like on, on frequently, I started writing um, blog posts, I started writing poems, I started writing essays, started writing short stories and nice. to deal, with, to deal with, uh, with what I was going through in my life. And uh, yeah, and that is how I guess I took a uh, specific interest in writing my debut novel as well.
0: So maybe do you think that writing was like your coping mechanism during your quarter life crisis would you say
1: Yeah I would say that uh, I would say that because in my head uh, I felt uh, I was stuck in a in a time capsule and everyone else in my from my college from, from my friend circle they were going they were forging ahead because I knew by the time I would be able to join back college, all my friends would be in in the in the third year, and I had no way to like prevent that. I had to be home. Uh, and I think writing gave me a reprise from whatever I was going through in my head. All the the physical pain obviously was intense, but it was a mental struggle. Uh, seeing uh knowing that uh you can't do much about to change anything uh, in, in your life, the seeing how my family members are studying with it as well. I think writing helped me pass uh, that time.
0: Yeah, of course. Especially if you were alone a lot of the time, then I'm sure that writing was a good tool in helping you become more reflective and, um, yeah, more aware of yourself as well. So what age do you think that you went through your quarter-life crisis? You touched on the age 20, and you said that actually and what I found quite interesting is that you were comparing yourself to your other friends, which is a big thing to do when you're in your quarter-life crisis, to compare to others. And to then make yourself feel more stuck. So, mm-hmm. if to the listeners that are listening and they may maybe compare themselves to their friends as well and they're stuck in a phase like maybe you, maybe feeling ill or maybe health problems and they're not going mm-hmm. any further, what advice would you give them to not compare themselves?
1: Uh, I think you have to see yourself, I think, comparison, not just. At- at quarter life, but in any phase of life does not help because you have your own journey, you have your own struggles, you have your own wins and you have your own defeats. So I think it's best that you reflect on what you're going through, come up with uh, ways as to how you can do better uh, each day and probably be in the moment. I think worrying about uh, the past or worrying about the future does not help in any way. And and comparing certainly does not help. Uh, so I think being in the moment and doing what you need to do is what uh, is what will help you deal with uh, what a life crisis.
0: Yeah, that's very true. I think you're right, though. There that it doesn't matter what age you are, we still tend to compare each other, and it's really it's a really bad habit to have, especially these days when. All it can do is bring you down, you know. Comparison is mm-hmm. the killer of joy. So, what kind of struggles do you would you say except set for comparison that did you do go through while your quarter life crisis? What kind of struggles did you face? Uh,
1: like I was extremely worried about the future because the time was uh, that was extremely like uncertain. I did not know as to what I wanted to do. I was, wasn't sure if I wanted to go back to college, uh, like rejoin my engineering course or uh, if I wanted to be uh, be in Delhi and pursue some other course there. So I was extremely confused about that. Plus, I was extremely uh, you know worried about the two-year gap that had come into my curriculum because I had heard uh, that speech like companies, like if, if you're applying for a job, companies don't prefer candidates that have a uh, year gap in their in their in their uh, academic life. So I was worried about all of that at at the time. Uh, plus, I I guess I was also worried about my parents' uh, health and my family health as well because they I could see them suffer day and night. I, like I would, I still remember like uh, they would have private conversations with the doctors and the way they came out of those out of those uh, uh private uh conversations. The, the look on the look on their face gave uh, gave everything away. So I was worried for them uh primarily. I was worried about my future as to what how will I be able to navigate through my life after having uh gone through so much in the last two years. I basically did not want to suffer anymore, I wanted to, you know, start my life fresh uh, without any uh, bearing for the past. And, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that it was hard to see that situation as well because they care so much about you. Yeah. Um, but so how do you think you came through? Do you think writing was a tool that really helped you come through it? Or what, what helped you come through it? I think, writing, those feelings.
1: I think writing was certainly uh, something that helped me navigate through that time. Also, I think I was extremely open about how I felt uh, no. to my family members, to my friends who, who, I, who I would be in touch with through phone. Uh, so I was extremely open about how I was feeling. I think that also played a major role in me not bottling up all those emotions and setting me uh, free in some way. Uh, so that that negativity never uh, put, you know, uh, trouble me to the extent where I was in, uh, on a spiral of, uh, I don't know, self uh, harm through my thoughts and actions. I always have people uh, to talk to who would listen to my issues, who would help me uh, uh, by giving me confidence and courage that I can get through this. I think that also played a major role in me coming out of this.
0: Yeah, I think that's very important that you're saying that we always need people around us. We need a support system, that's for sure. So, to listeners that maybe don't have a support system, why do you think it's so important to have people around you that support you? Uh,
1: humans are essentially social creatures. Uh, like if you, uh, how humans were when we when we were evolving, like they used to live in groups, uh, and that is how they survive uh, against every adversity. So we are wired to be social beings, and if we don't have that support system, uh, that could be catastrophic in the long run. Uh, because you need someone to talk to. Like spending time with yourself is great, but even and being introvert is also great. Uh, and writing your thoughts in a journal is also great. But you do need someone who can listen to you, who can probably offer their advice. Can give a pat on your back uh, to give you that confidence whenever whenever you're feeling low. So you like you can't do it without other, without other people uh, in life. You need that support system. It's critical to survival.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I think um, we need people to survive. We need each other, and if we block out each other, then it's worse for our mental health and our well-being than we can really think. So maybe to listeners that maybe are feeling quite scared to to ask people for advice or to seek people for comfort, what would you tell them if they were too scared?
1: Um, I would tell them, uh, don't worry about what other people might think when you're going through midlife crisis, a quarter life crisis, sorry uh people uh like people who really care for you people who really love you they wouldn't think bad of you they wouldn't think like if you share your struggles with them they would not laugh at you they would only be supportive so you need to like the first step is finding people who really do love and care about you it could be a family member it could be a close friend it could be uh, a support group where, where you where you meet similar people uh who are, who, are under, who are undergoing facing similar challenges challenges in life but finding the right person is, is, is extremely important and once that is done i think half half the work is already done then you, you can be as open uh, about your struggles uh, to them and i'm sure they would listen and offer you the right guidance
0: yeah that's very true thank you for sharing that Girish is there any last advice or any last words that you want to share about your your um journey or anything uh
1: just one thing uh uh i wanted to share like when i was going through this struggle i did not have uh i did not know a lot about being in the moment but this since then I've started to live in the present uh, more often than not and I think meditation has helped me do that, uh, achieve that and uh, meditating, even like if you can meditate for even for 5 or 10 minutes every day, that will go a long way in helping you deal with the uh, internal crisis. Uh, uh, Yes, I want to give a shout out to meditation uh, and how it has helped me transform my
0: Uh, Like, yeah it's very good advice to give thank you so much normally at the end of every chat I'll ask um, what's your word your one word to summarise your quarter life crisis and it can be anything that comes or pops into your mind
1: I maybe I can only think of struggle like well yeah, <laughs> <it's a struggle. laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a struggle uh, back then. <laughs> yeah,
0: but now it's not. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's the light. It's at the
1: end of the tunnel. Uh, yeah, there is a light.
0: Yeah. So thank you for coming on with me, Garish. It's been really nice talking to you. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We hope that you've gotten some insight into where you can maybe turn your quarter life crisis into a passion of yours, like Garish has with his writing and how you can be more meditative and become more present in the moment. And, and definitely seek help. Remember to seek help if you do feel alone and don't be afraid to, to find that support system that you need, because as humans, like Garish said, we need interaction to really flourish. So thank you for go- for coming on, Garish.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. And tune in next time to the Quarter Life Crisis podcast. Okay, well, bye for now. Bye. bye.